Yes, yes, yes. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. The Kings went Kangs last night. They get dismantled by the Celtics 144 to 119. 144 to 119 with no Jason Tatum, MVP candidate, all star in this league, possible next face of the NBA, with no Al Horford, the ageless wonder. You didn't even need that. You didn't even need that to take care of the Kings who were well-rested and should have saw this as an opportunity, and they did not. And we see you already on the text line, 916-339-1140. Shout out to the SAC chat. We see you on the SAC chat already amid rock, the 916 on the text line as well. Not sure there's much to talk about. (laughs) There's plenty to talk about. Might not be fun. Might not be full of holiday cheer, but there is plenty to talk about. We sat there. Look, mm. I said if they got blown out, I wouldn't freak out because they got two more opportunities. It's not that I lied, Chris. That was before Tatum was out. That was before. That was with the Celtics fully loaded. That was before Al Horford mm. was out. But this is ridiculous. Literally. From Boogie. I think it was the anniversary of Boogie. Someone's got to do something because it's getting ridiculous. Mm. That, that, I believe I saw that on the, I I believe I saw that. That's a great moment. On social media. It was about 15 years, whatever years ago to the day yesterday. We broke Twitter. X. Broke it. It broke for about an hour last night. I thought my Wi Fi was messed up. (laughs) No, the Kings were just messed up. Chris, just go. Just go. Yeah, uh, wasn't wasn't super great. Uh, was uh, more disappointed to hear. I mean, your intro that that yes, yes, yes. I was like, that was that was the the you could feel. The, I was the this close. I was this close to saying no, no, no. <laughs> but I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, I, I got to stick with what I got. There'll be there'll be moments for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was not great. Uh, to answer Dave's question, I didn't get to tell him. I heard we heard him earlier ask, uh, "Would you feel better if the Kings lost by two? Yeah, I would feel a lot better. Today Much better. Only that's, lost by in two. this weird <laughs> look, the Kings are sixteen and ten. Great season so far, right? Top five in the West, but. The, it's weird to ask, but can we see a close loss? Do you yeah, got do you got that? I guess, yeah. I guess at that point, that's that's an improvement of things. Uh, we're going to talk about that later. But man, it's uh, it's it's not great. You know, again, we we said at least when the Kings lose, they uh, they let you know that that you can turn it off early because they just they continue to seem to get blown out. Well, we were every stuck there. We couldn't leave. Yeah. No, we yeah, we were stuck there. We didn't have the luxury of, of turning off the TV, which uh, I was jealous of. I was definitely jealous of yesterday. I was I, like, man. I just sit next I to you leave. with my eyes closed. <laughs> I just had my eyes closed. That, Alan, Alan, are you yeah. asleep? No, I just no, don't want to watch this. you were just waiting to hear Malik Monk I should have been watching Monk you guys. I, I, don't, I, don't, I just can't watch this. Alan, open your eyes. They're going to see you. No, Chris, I'm not opening my eyes. By the way, I told By Chris this. Simone, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to tell you What's this. Up? So I'm not even going to lie to you because we, we, we were real deal on the show. I got a kid. I got a seventh month old. Sure I'm not going to sit here and watch, watch the, the, the garbage time. Okay. I'm not going to. Yeah. So there's five minutes left. I, I dap up Frankie. I dap up Brendan. I dap you up. I'll text see me. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow, Chris. <laughs> so I get out of there and this is the first time there was more traffic 
to leave the 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 garage yeah. than there had been when I leave after the post-game press conference. Everybody yeah. was getting the heck out of there. Yeah. It was so bad. Simone, not only Damn. not only did the Kings break Twitter, they broke the, the garage. One of the entrances <laughs> was broken. Only, everybody so had many to go through one. Trying, yeah. and, and then I looked past. I said, what is going on? I'm sitting in there for 30 minutes. A fight breaks out. You're lying. No, no, no I'm not, I'm not kidding. Physical, all- a fight yes. breaks out yes. between the woman taking the, the parking tickets no. and somebody. I don't know what the heck happened. The Kings have Sacramento going That's haywire. Terrible. And, and by the way, and I'm throwing it back to Chris after this, to all you Celtics fans Please out there, don't. you ever been to Boston? Do you even <laughs> like tea? What is this? What was going on in Golden what 1 last night? What was that? I, I literally, Chris, I would look down at my phone, I would hear a cheer, and, and I thought the Kings up. scored, totally. and it was the Celtics. Yeah. What an embarrassment. So many yeah. people like that, colleagues interacting, and you'd hear this roar from the crowd and whip around, like, what did we do? And, and Peyton it's- Pritchard <laughs> giving you buckets. Yeah. Straight buckets. Porzingis. Yeah. Porzingis I from the like, top. I, I hate to tell you, but uh, both of those things are super regular. A, the Kings getting d- absolutely demolished by the uh, Celtics. I saw a Reddit post saying that the last five games the Kings have lost to the Celtics have been by an average margin of 30 points uh, in those games. So the Kings just have – they just can't – Another bad they, matchup. They cannot play the Celtics and have not been able to play even remotely close to their level uh, for some time now. And B – for whatever reason, the Celtics, I mean, I can tell you why there's so many Celtics fans out there, but they they always show up. It's like the Celtics, the Bulls, and then, of course, the Lakers and the Warriors. Every time they, they and I don't think it's a Sacramento-specific thing, but they always pack the arena. It's usually like a, a you know, 30 to 40 percent of that fan base. And, uh, yeah, you know, that, that's their story. That's what happens when you win half the NBA championships. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same yeah. thing as the Cowboys. Cowboys it's the same Yankees. thing as yeah. The Yankees. There's, okay. they're definitely one of those legacy franchises. And, you know, in the eighties, it was Lakers or Celtics and you had to pick one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people are, are now in their, whatever I terrible at math. So they're in their advanced stage of life. And uh, yeah, you know, they're, and that makes it sound like they're on their way out. Uh, no, you know, there were some youngins in there. <laughs> there's some youngins in there. There are a lot sure. of youngins I mean, yeah, in there. I mean, you have peers. the 2008, the, the Paul Pierce yeah, the years, Paul Pierce. you know, you got the, the KG look, years as well. Well you, well, you know what? To be completely honest, if you, you know, when the Kings weren't as good as they are now, if you did pick a team and we talked about fair weather fans, at least they stayed with the Celtics. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know yeah. what's worse, right? Being a Celtics fan, and then when the Kings get hot, now the Kings still you, haven't I won know a chip. If you're a Celtics fan, you really like basketball. Like, there's sure. nothing super cool or trendy about yeah. liking the Celtics. That just tells me like you probably actually like them because they win championships, not because like the Lakers and get all the good players. Right, and you got LeBron or whatever. But we'll still see. I'm telling you. Now and now we're seeing everybody saying, "Well, we all knew that the Kings weren't." weren't ready to win a, a championship this season. Yeah, for so sure. so now what then? Right? So we're going to talk about that if you are a fan and you feel like that. Yeah. So now what? Are you yeah. just like I no, look, to be fair, 16 years are we still in the honeymoon phase of I'm just cool with getting to the yeah. playoffs, right? Maybe that's okay. I don't even know if it's a honeymoon phase. I just think we're on the ascension. Like I just right. think that thing it takes time, you know? We're not going to go from 16-year playoff drought to NBA finals contender in in a week, you know? Like it's going to that that kind of stink takes a long time to get off of you, mm-hmm. and more than likely, you gotta wash it a couple times. Yeah, and huh? you know what? I, honestly, I hate to say it, but 
it's going to get worse than this. It's it's going to get a whole lot harder than this. It's going to yeah. get a, more sad than this. Like the the Kings are going to have to go through trials and tribulations in order to get better on the other side. They're not just going to, you know, again, go from 16 years of nothing to winning uh sweeping an entire playoff series. They're probably going to take a, some significant lumps along the way. You just hope that they can minimize those as much as possible. But yeah, you know, it's 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 uh it's not always fun to 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 be a fan of any team, you know. Teams teams disappoint you yeah. all the time. It's just there's there's definitely levels to it. And yesterday felt like, you know, again, it was one of the best, if not the best team in the NBA this season. But of course, without their star player on the second night of a back to back at home after they play overtime the night before, yeah, that that's 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 not going to feel great. It's not going to feel great. We have more media beef, more, ki- more Kings fans oh versus gosh. media That's beef. That's almost a bigger story than the game at I mean, this yeah. point. It's close. So yesterday it was Zach Harper. Ugh. We talked about that. To, or That was yesterday. Then last night, Kevin O'Connor, basketball guy for The Ringer and, and Spotify, he has been ticking off Kings fans mm. since, I believe, last season with all the Sabonis, Halliburton stuff. He is also a Celtics fan, so this was his time to right. shine. We'll get into what he had to say. By the way. He could still respond to me. I did DM him last night to be on the show and state his case. Yeah. Okay, we have not uh-huh. heard back from Kevin O'Connor. He's left. It's not red yet. He didn't leave me on red. It still says sent. Right. Maybe he saw it. Maybe he didn't. But we would love to have I him on the show. Talks. And just, and just. We're just trying to have a conversation. State his case. Yeah. State his case. Hey, man. Yeah. You know, I talked about the beam one time. Right. I've been there. Yeah. Right. What, what is, what is your obsession? Yeah. What's the point he's trying to make? Yes, and why are you only popping up when the Kings lose? Okay, because keep that same, keep that same energy for your Celtics. Who Mm -hmm. last time I checked, oh wait, was the last championship that they got? Yeah, yeah. So are are we all are we all racing for second place there, Kevo? Mm -hmm. So Kevin, you listening? Trying to decide whether you're going to come on the show or not? We're ready for you. We're ready for you, Kevin. Please, Kevin O'Connor. We just want to have a little chit chat. Yeah. That's all we want to do. All right. Got to get to a break. When we get back, we have our own Kyle Draper with the sound of the year so far. We're also (laughs) going to get into Mike Bounds press conference. Doug, see you on the line. We will get to you right after the break. Hang on, Doug. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Simone behind the glass as we are here for your therapy session, Kings fans. We are here. To help you through. Or maybe it's a nothing burger. They come out, you beat the Suns. I'll tell you what, I got to be a little bit selfish here. Everybody knows I'm going to the game as a fan. Tomorrow, I mean, you definitely, if they don't come out with the oh fire tomorrow. You're, you're going to I'm going to need you gonna to be go a problem. onto the floor no, at that no, point. No, no, <laughs> no. And then I'll whip out the media pass yeah. and say enough is enough now. <laughs> I'll call, I will get a tech for Coach Mike Brown if that's the case. 916-339-1140. Doug's been hanging out. Through the break, Doug, what you got for us? How you feeling after the Celtics Kings game, gentlemen? Good How morning. Good morning. Uh, I was at the game, and uh, I'm sorry. My affiliation with the Kings is from the time I got here in 1989. So I've seen the good, bad, and the indifferent. And last night for me was a measurement game. And I said, when you start playing the better teams in the league, how good are you really? Well, we figure out that we're good enough for a, a half of a game. Was it a great first half? No. When you give 74 points, but you put up 66 or whatever it was, well, you were, you know, it was punch for punch. And the second half, we said, nah, we don't want you hanging around. 
and they, they ran us out of the gym. So, you know, that's, that's what I measure. So the next time I, I've got, uh, I'm going to go see Philadelphia on March 25th, and I'll see, hey, how close are we to the guys in the East? Well, in the West, we went and we beat Minnesota, okay? We went in and we, we beat Denver. So we've beaten teams in the West, so we're going, okay, we're right there. But I thought last night with having Tatum out and then finding out Horford didn't play, I said, you know what, this, this should, could be a closer game. And then when that third quarter happened, I'm going, oh, my God, this, this is horrible. So my question is, um, uh, with my you know, deep roots into basketball and stuff and all the years of coaching and that kind of stuff, why do uh, most teams go in and allow the wing player uh, on offense for them on the left side, drive right into the paint, we overhelp, they spray it, and they knock down shots? And I, I don't understand. It's like, why don't we keep that guy on that side of the court and then make it a little bit harder for him to be able to make that pass because Boston doesn't seem to have a, a problem with it, maybe because they have more length. If they have more length, then they can hang out longer, and then um, they close out to our shooters uh, a little bit closer, and our shots are a little bit harder to get. That's, that's my question. If you guys have an answer for me, I'll, uh, I'll take it right now. And I love your show, and happy holidays. No, thanks for the call, Doug. Great stuff right there. Already a candidate for call of the day. I'm sure there will be more. I I think it's a great point, and I think he answered his own question a little bit with the length. What was bizarre to me was that last night it looked like the Celtics had six players on the court. Everybody was late. Yeah. Everywhere. The rotations were late. And I, and you said, Chris, they were running some type of zone. Yeah. And they were and the Celtics were still able to find the soft spot in the zone. And Jalen Brown, they made some tough shots early, which I think made it hard for the Kings. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they were overhelping. I mean, poor Zingis. My goodness. I mean, this is without Jason Tatum. If this guy continues to play like this, we know that the Kings don't have somebody for that. Mm -hmm. What was bizarre to me also offensively is you got Derek White playing free safety and really giving Sabonis fits, Mm -hmm. right? So, but off, but off, or excuse me, defensively for the Kings to Doug's point. There wasn't there wasn't enough pressure, but ultimately, I think that the Celtics set the tone and that first quarter, although there were fireworks, both teams were hitting shots. Yeah. So they had to respect everything and they started getting beat off the dribble. And Derek White, I know somebody over the summer when everyone says, no, no, you don't know this this guy, he can really play. That was said about Derek White. And I think that when you look at this team, Derek White is the unsung hero. Oh, yeah. And he gets, he is beating people off the dribble. You don't think about him like that when he shoots the ball. And it's not even a bad shot. I just think it's lucky when he goes in. This guy cannot keep making shots like that. He can shoot the basketball. So you got to, and when he can shoot the basketball like that, you have to respect him even more when he drives. So it's easier to get beat off the dribble because you do have to close out. But there was that issue happening. And then you send help on the drive. Then he kicks it out. Now the rotations are all messed up. I was just watching, start scrambling. I I was just watching something on on Twitter during the break where basically Sean Cunningham posted it. It's a play where Mike Brown calls a quick timeout because Malik is in the post guarding Pazingas. They pass the ball around. It comes back over. He does not close out. And he doesn't close out on Derek White. And and yeah, he he doesn't even try. No, he just doesn't try and fight around. I remember that play clear as day. And I remember Mike Brown calls a timeout immediately after. And he he chewed out the team. Did he really? Yeah. As he he should. And he chewed out the team. You know, you had Malik at one point chewing out 
the coaches because of the Jalen Brown. They thought it should have been a delay a game, I guess. I saw that as well, and yeah. I wasn't sure that he was doing it towards the coaches, but that's really interesting because that's he was what super, I saw. No, he was that's super what I saw. animated. Yeah. I saw the moment happen in real time. I just thought he was almost saying like, like we should review it, or, or was saying something, but he was definitely looking at the Kings bench and was. Jumping up Review and down, what? waving they his hand. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I was all the way up in our seat. I didn't mm-hmm. hear exactly or, or get the full context. I just saw him jumping up and down, looking directly at the back of the Kings bench. And I was like, I, I don't quite know what's going on. But it's never good when your team is imploding like that in the middle of in the middle of a game. No. And just just yesterday during our crossover, the crosstalk with the drive guys, Draper was already a little spicy a little when I was just talking about Kevin Herter. He's asking questions. I'm just asking questions. Okay. I didn't think I was coming down Kevin Herter's road. And Draper already told me, we're not doing this today, Styles." And it continued. I was hoping that the Kings would get us back on the right track. I hoped that Kevin Herter would go off. This is not about Kevin Herter at all. But just to let you know, the mindset that everybody was in, I think and it was weird, Chris, because as the game got closer, and I'm looking at the Celtics, and look, I'm not saying I, I can tell the future or anything, but I'm looking at the Celtics, and you got Hauser getting hype with Jalen Brown, and I'm thinking, <laughs> something just came <laughs> over me. I thought, I don't feel good about this game, man. Now, I didn't think it would be this, yeah. but I guess I should have because this is the only way the Kings lose. Yeah. If they're going to lose, they're going to get they're going to get – Beat out of the gym. They did exactly what the Celtics were supposed, were, exactly what they were supposed to do to the Celtics. They got ran out the gym. Yeah. Coach Carter, Timo Cruz. Right. I, you have to keep running. Okay. Yeah. Our fear is not that we are what inadequate. Right. Is that we are powerful beyond belief. Well, they were neither last night. Let's hear Trash. from our guy Kyle Draper and what he had to say in the post game. The Sacramento Kings pay me handsomely. NBC Sports California pays me handsomely. What about But on this night, I don't want to do this show. There is nothing to talk about after what we just saw here. This is the worst loss of the season, and I'm upset. I'm frustrated. She got the box score right here. You got to give me the box score. You know what? I don't need the stinking box score. I don't need the stinking box score, dudes. What happened out there tonight is unacceptable. Give the Celtics credit. They put their hard hats on. They won the game. But our guys got to be better, Deuce. We got to be better out here. What happened? So you said (laughs) great, great stuff by Kyle Draper, by the way. I can't wait to talk to him about it in the crosstalk today. But you said something about. Kyle Draper and box scores. Yeah, this man's got got some beef with box scores. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if you know a box score burned down his childhood home or something like that. But this man's got got some issue with box scores. I mean, remember when him and Whitey got yeah. into the the Keon Ellis debate? Whitey was trying to tell him about the box, and Draper said, "I don't care about your box score, Whitey." And he's back at it again, okay? And I'm here to say, Draper, stop the box score abuse, okay? Box score, the NBA basketball box score is the greatest uh, box score that there is in sports, okay? Now, baseball does an okay job. I mean, you can get into a baseball book, and you can get pretty deep into Mm -hmm. figuring out what happened. Football, you know, you don't really get context of yards and how they were gotten, and, and, you know, not all things are created equal. The basketball box score, in my opinion, is about as perfect as it gets. You yeah. can get clean. the full story. It's yeah. clean. It's got second chance points. It's got, you know, fast break points. You can really get, if you can look at a, a full box score, I'm telling you, you can get at least a baseline understanding of how 
the result came to be, whether it be the percentages, the turnovers, all that stuff. Kyle Draper, please stop your beef with box scores. They didn't do anything bad to you, man. Come but on, on this let night, let the box score live. But on this night, the box score didn't really matter. Oh no! Right, right. Well, well yeah. there's, there's so- some things on the box score that I can point to that are. Little, little concerning. Yes, for How sure. About fast break points last night. I think thirty yes. to six. That's absurd. Which <laughs> the is percentage? We- no, no, no. But here's even, here's even what's more bizarre. Here's even what's more bizarre when you look at the box score. You said fast break points, thirty to six. Yes. Right? Disgusting. So you would think what that the Kings turned the ball over all the time, right? Didn't get sure. didn't get shots up. Transition buckets. Well, I'm Which here is to his own stat points off turnovers, Kyle. We know you like the box score, all right, Chris. I'm just, I'm just, you know. But I'm here to tell you, what if I told you? Now I feel like this is thirty for thirty. What if I told you that a team could give up thirty fast break points to their six and turn the ball over only seven times to the other team's nine? Yeah. How is that pos- How I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's uh, you know turnovers are they it's it's a it's an interesting thing that that number that you just pointed out because yeah I mean traditionally if you're going to turn the ball over it's going to lead to a lot of fast break points because obviously you know you're you're caught a little bit off guard but you know I don't, yesterday that wasn't the problem the problem was not the turnovers that were leading to fast breaks it was the effort and that's what I think is is so again like that the, the box score can tell you that that if they only had six turnovers or whatever it was and still allowed thirty fast break points. Well, then you can't use the the turnovers as the excuse for why they had so many, mm-hmm. which should point you to, well, then that tells me you just weren't getting back it, on that's defense. Worse, man. You were missing shots. You, again, weren't completely committing back to the defensive end. Terrible. It was a terrible effort. And, uh, you know, everybody, we're not doing blame pie today, but, you know, it's, it's everybody who was a part of the floor yesterday, including yeah. Mike Brown, including every player who played last night. They're all accountable for or need to be held accountable for the performance yesterday. When you have games like this, this is what's worrisome to me. And we'll go through the numbers. They are some really concerning numbers when you look at the Kings. And again, they're 16 and 10. They sure okay? are. They can win these next two games. They go two and three yeah. versus three top teams in the league. All right. But when you have a game like this, normally there's something that pops out. We talk about fouls, we talk about turnovers. Not, neither of those things seem to be the issue. There's no bailout to say, well, this is why that happened. Somebody on the somebody on the sack chat was talking about personal fouls. Well, I'm here to tell fouls. you again, 30 for 30. I'm tired what of if I talk. what if I told you I'm not talking about the refs because the Celtics had more personal fouls than the Kings. Yeah. The Celtics had 17. The Kings had 15. Kings had one less free throw. One less feet, though. So, to me, you can't even the, – the thing that's concerning to me is you can't – there's nothing glaring to say, man, they just turned the ball over. Those are things you can correct. Yeah. You can't correct effort. Well, uh, you yeah. can't correct not showing up yeah. ready to play. We're going to talk about yeah. leadership later in the show. And do the Kings need to find someone? We talk about the trade generator and yeah. as it pertains to performance, right, and, and what you can give – on the court, points, rebounds, and things that are measurable. What about things you can't measure? What about somebody getting in the rest of the team to say, guys, this is embarrassing, okay? We're getting run out the gym, and Jason Tatum is not even here. He's over here wearing some designer clothes. 
He's in street clothes. Mm-hmm. This is embarrassing. We got to get to a break. When we get back, we will hear from Coach Mike Brown, his postgame press conference, and what he had to say. And our own Brendan Nunez asked him a very, very good question, and we will get the response from that as well. Sals and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. White gets the screen from Porzingis. Porzingis calling for the ball. They've got the mismatch they want. He's on Herder again, just above the free throw line. Shoulders for space. Now the 13-foot step back is good. And they'll milk that until the Kings find a way to stop it. And Mike Brown has called a timeout. And they will try to design some way to avoid that matchup. Porzingis against Herter. We saw it. Styles and Watkins. Great call by G-Man as always. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports taking up to 2 p.m. Great call. Terrible game. We saw it. Yeah. The, I feel bad for G-Man. Yeah. I mean, he's got a power. Like we said, I mean, I, I got to go home and after I saw the fight in the garage. But <laughs> I got to go home. G-Man. Which one was more entertaining, fight or game? Somebody said that on the text line. Yeah. That the the really? Shout out to the ticketing yeah. woman. I don't know who was it. I'm going to assume she wasn't in the wrong here just because she's doing her job. Right. I, she showed more fight than the Kings did last night. Mm. That's not going to work. Yeah, and look, I'm sitting here as we get into this Mike Brown sound. And I love you, Sack Chat. I, you, you know I do. But they're sitting here. Jalen Brown got treated like a superstar. Yeah, and a lot of foul The, the ticky-tack fouls. Guys and gals, or however you identify, you have four. Somebody asked, what were the fouls at the end of the first half? Four for the Celtics and seven for the Kings. The Kings were down eight. The Kings were down eight. Let me ask you this much. Let me ask you this much. When the Kings are winning... Are you are you keeping track of the fouls? That's three. The, what are we talking about? Yeah. They got blown out the gym. The third quarter was embarrassing. The third quarter was embarrassing. Yeah. That's it. That's I mean, it. Yeah, I, I don't really. I, I yeah. The referee I, talk I think is. Uh, I mean, Mike Brown talked about it tons last night. I I think it's it's a problem with the the players. It's a problem with the coaching staff. I think it's. Also a problem with fans. I mean, fans always do it, but it's complaining about the fouls is a useless, pointless exercise. The The game is called how the game is called. You got to play through it. And uh, yeah, it might be nice for De'Aaron Fox to get uh, a foul call here or there that you feel like he deserves, but that's that's not always how it goes. They're inconsistent. Referees are, are you know, they're, they're people too. They're not always going to call the same things the same way every time. And you know, you, you got to just continue to play through it. And, you know, I'm not – I don't see anyone saying that that's changing the game last night. But, you know, too much have I have I seen that try to be the, the main talking point when there's tons of other actual basketball reasons why the game was lost, not because, you know, De'Aaron didn't get a call here or there or Sabonis got hit in the face. <laughs> now and the you only lose just, by 20. Yeah, exactly. Now it's, you only lose by 15. That's not, that's not what happened last night. Okay, That's it. Yeah. That's it. We're, this, if you're not going to blame the team now, then you're probably never going to blame the team. Yeah. yeah. You got you got to you got to take some fan accountability. Yeah. And it's I mean, yeah, and if you want to have a conversation about the the whistle that De'Aaron Fox gets, that's that's a completely different conversation from the the result. Like that's that's an individual conversation and that's not really I, again, like I don't think that's impacting the team much at all. And I think as a whole, De'Aaron could get more calls. But sure. what I'm saying is uh, there are there are there have been times where De'Aaron Fox has benefited from the whistle. Maybe not as much as people yeah. would like. Sure. But again Especially recently. I've seen some calls recently where it's like 
that was a superstar call that De'Aaron just got, right? Like, it takes time. Yeah. It takes time. So that's not the reason they got blown, their doors blown off. And by the way, do you even, They're going to miss the free no, throw anyway. No, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. really, do you want them going to the free throw line anyway? I don't. They can't make I the sure free don't. throws. You want to see something? In, I sure this is insane to me. You want to see this? This looks like, this looks like, we talk about tests. This looks like my final. Okay, in, in geometry two, when I didn't pay attention because I was too busy doing something else. They shot, this is not, this is not an exaggeration. They shot 52% from free throw. 52. Their guys out there with better three-point percentages. Kings uh, are the third worst free throw free throw shooting team in the NBA this year. 73.6%. So, on, man. you know, you're gonna get to the line more. You're just it's going to be disappointed more, which, you know, I mean, whatever. Getting to the line is, is free points. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I don't think that that's changing the results, especially when, you know, we're, I know we're going to talk about it later and I'm going to keep teasing it, but uh, the Kings are just getting blown out in the games that they lose. It has nothing to do with free throws. It's all mental. And, uh, you know, if anything, the the players might even agree with the fans that they aren't getting a good whistle. But, again, it's not going to change anything. And that's, and that's not – That's the thing. Yeah. That's not why they're getting blown out. If we want to do a lose chart, a blame chart of why they lost, that gets the smallest sliver. Yeah. That's me on a diet, and oh, I don't yeah. really want to eat the pie, yeah. but I don't want to. My in my in laws made the pie. My yeah. gra- my 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 grandma in law made the pie, and I got to eat some of the pie, even though I don't want it. That's how small of a sliver yeah. it is for the foul calls and the free throws. Let's mm-hmm. hear from Coach Mike Brown and what he had to say pl- holding. Players holding each other accountable and and leading from within. Sooner or later, you know, all the great teams, whether it's Tremont and Andre Iguodala in, in, in Golden State, or you know, even even Tim Avery Johnson, you know, other guys in in in, in San Antonio, every great team that I've been a part of, it, it's come from within at certain times, especially when you hit adversity. And so, you know, we got to keep hitting adversity and we got to keep trying to have it come from within and find a way to dig ourselves out of a hole like this by holding each other accountable throughout the course of the game. So, um, yeah, you got to go through this sometimes. Long-winded answer. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he said it before. He's, he's He talked about it a lot during the playoffs, but – you know, I, a lot of people want to put this on on Mike Brown and, you know, get get Brown out of town is a is a chat that we've seen a couple different times. And still crazy to me. It's it's insane. I mean, it, it's so wild. The fact that we're even anyone wants to even remotely bring that up is insane. But I mean, Mike Brown can only do so much. He's put this team in a situation where they're successful. They they're 16 and 10, even though. Uh, you know, we've we've definitely would all probably say that we haven't seen what we think is the best from this team this year. Um, but Mike Brown can only yell so much. He can only, uh, you know, put these guys in in situations to to be successful so much before it, it has to, the accountability has to start coming from within. It's got to be guys. It's got to be somebody on the team. I don't think it has to be the star. It, it of course, usually is the stars of the team. But somebody's got to say, you know, this is on us. Like, if, Alan, if a PD tells us, hey, uh, Alan and Chris – you guys uh, need to stop doing the the trade machine. It's I hate I personally hate the trade machine, and you, you got to stop doing it. Well, right. that's that's somebody's opinion. Who yes influences what we do, but 
he's not he's not he's not us. He's not yeah. doing the show. It's a lot different if I tell Alan, "Hey Alan, I hate trades. Don't I I'm alert the way Kyle Draper hates box scores. I hate trades, okay? Let's not do it." I would like to think you're going to listen to me and hold yeah. my opinion a little bit more than the weight that you're going to give the PD and it's right. the same thing where if De'Aaron Fox is getting on these guys case about Yo, come on, like, this isn't, you know, everybody likes to blame, it's always somebody else's fault in, mm-hmm. in any situation, not just in this. It's it's always, oh, man, coach is, is doing this, coach is doing that, or right. it's not even on me, it's Malik's not sliding. Somebody needs to take accountability and say, look, we all are in the same practice session. We all hear the same thing. We know you're supposed to be here, you're supposed to be here. Just do it. Mm-hmm. And just how different that's going to be received. And, you know, at that point, if you're not listening to, to your fellow colleague, then, you know, maybe that's, that's a, that's a personnel problem where that guy needs to straight up be removed from the team. But if we have time, Simone, Mike Brown told this great story, uh, like an actual example of this with, of course, the greatest of all time, or at least of this generation, LeBron James. You know, like I said, um, you know, sooner or later, it, it has to matter to the, to the players, and I say this, I, I'll never forget my, you know, Le, people talk about LeBron's greatness on the court. Um, my first year in Cleveland, um, we, you know, we were a show team back then. You can jump out and show, and they didn't they didn't shoot the three as much and some other things, and and we worked on that all summer when I got there, and then we worked on it all at training camp, and, you know, we started out kind of slow my first year there, and, and uh, I'll never forget, we were like, eight games in and we were playing a home game I can't remember who we were playing against and we were just getting killed in the pick and roll and uh uh so I called a timeout and finally I just I, just, I said hey look what do you guys want to do uh, I mean we tried showing we tried switching you want to drop what, what do you want to and before I can get another word out LeBron as a young player he stepped into the huddle and he goes excuse my French but he goes f that we're effing show team. We worked on it the whole training camp. You do this. You do this. You do this. You do this. Let's effing go. And that's it. I mean, that's that, and it. that's it's it's. I mean, and granted, that's LeBron, that's LeBron James. That's a young LeBron, but that's the kind of that's exactly what the kind of accountability that Mike Brown's talking about. And you heard it in the first clip we played. It's not just LeBron that does it. He said Avery Johnson and Tim Duncan would do it. You know, when he was in Golden State, Draymond and Igudala would do it. And that's why I I don't know if it has to be De'Aaron, but it's got to be somebody needs to take it upon themselves. It could be Demonis Sabonis, who Sabonis to me seems the most, uh, you know, he's vocal on the vocal, yeah, he's vocal and on like the court. you can see it yeah. on his with his reaction. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. wears his emotions on his sleeve is exactly how you should put it. Like you can see the frustration building in him. I would love to see him blow up because I think it's it's frankly has a lot to do with the fact that it's a lot of nice guys on this team. And I think that they could use a little bit of edge, a little bit of some a word we like to use, a little bit of dog. Like yeah. we know they got some dogs on the team, but you know, I I think when you're just kind of naturally a nice guy, you know, you don't want to ruffle feathers, you don't want to maybe make things awkward, but you know, at at the end of the day, if you're trying to win games like Mike Brown said, every good great team he's been on has, uh, has had players from within lead it. And uh, the Kings, I think it's quite clear because Mike Brown has now told us about 10 times, there's nobody who's taking that accountability and stepping up. So someone's got to do it. And if it's not going to be somebody on the team, 
that's where Uh-oh. I only used it as an Uh-oh. example. Uh oh. I I I'm not opposed to bringing out that trade generator, you know, and because you you might need to bring somebody in who's who's just vocal again, like you said. I think uh, to either start the segment or in the segment before. We talk about the trade generator like it's stats. Like, oh, okay, this guy's going to bring us 15 mm-hmm. points, eight rebounds, all that stuff. Well, the Kings might need to be in a situation where they don't look at the numbers. They just say, what does this guy do for his team? Exactly. You see the Pacers sign James Johnson. That has nothing to do with James Johnson's basketball ability. It has something to do with the fact that Giannis Antetokounmpo yelled in Tyrese Halliburton's face to go get him the effing ball. Mm-hmm. And the Pacers probably see that and say, why don't we have somebody who's stepping in between a them and getting in Giannis? Uh, people getting in the club. Exactly. you in the club going one. Yeah. You got to make sure you got a bouncer to stay out the club. All There's right. pretty good bouncer somewhere around here. I, right? I'm going to tell you what. Is Udonis Haslam busy? <laughs> I saw him on a podcast. <laughs> I did too. I saw him on a podcast a couple days ago talking about Draymond. Udonis. You I know did. you're hanging out in Miami. You come, come on. on out. Just come on, Mr. 305. Mr. 305. with you. All right. Got to get to a break. When we get back, how? Should the king solve their issue of vocal leadership? And we have plenty of texts to go through as well. And your sack chat, Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Talking Kings, talking Celtics, and the game, if you want to call it that, that happened last night. The Celtics beat the Kings 144 to 119. Still tripping. Still tripping on four fours, <laughs> one forty-four to be exact. You know, when Peyton Pritchard, I had a weird feeling when he made that first one. I thought, I know this isn't going to be a Peyton Pritchard <laughs> redemption game. And it, what, what did he have? Twenty? Yeah. If I had to guess, that's a season high. I was just bagging on him too uh, the other day. I was saying how uh, how disappointing he's been this season, and uh, of course, of course, uh, decides to. I think we both were because he had come out and said he wanted a bigger role. Right on the Celtics, they ended up paying him, but his role hadn't hadn't really changed. And then last night, he does what he does. Let's get through some of these texts that we have. 916-339-1140 is going to be a part of the conversation. This is from the 209. I don't want Mike Brown out. I like him, but it's clearly his fault just as much as the players. So yeah. we talked, we just played sound from coach saying that somebody else on the team that he's been on has stepped up. The question is, where is that line, right? And I think I think it's really tough. You have the back-to-backs where it's, hey, you know, you're going to show up or not. You have a game like last night where I really don't know where it starts and ends when it comes to Coach Mike Brown being responsible for this. I think everybody shares blame, but if you were to ask me, okay, well, what would you tell Coach that he should do differently, that I don't know. I have no clue. Yeah, that's my thing is, so Mike Brown clearly, and he even said this in the pregame press conference, they wanted to get off to a fast start against Boston offensively and and make them work, which they did. The Kings were incredible in that first quarter, scored 41 points, hit, I think they were like seven of seven. De'Aaron had 17 in the first quarter. They took tons of threes. De'Aaron had his foot on the gas. You think Mike Brown said, hey, guys, put the – Put your foot to the pedal offensively, yeah. but defensively, just just let him let him do whatever. You you think Mike Brown said to just do a track meet that first? No, no. like he definitely would probably said if anything, we need to give more defensive. Yes, we want to be quick on offense, but the key is to slow them down on offense as well. Make them work early for buckets 
so that then later in the game, they really don't have their legs. There's no way Mike Brown said, let's just race them for the first 15 minutes of the game. There's no way. And so that's where I think there's a huge disconnect of, well, you think, yeah, like what what do you think Mike Brown told them? The, the, the game plan was something. Whether or not the players go out there and execute the game plan is a whole different thing. So I don't know. I feel like sometimes people will just say, oh, the team didn't play well and that's the coach's fault for not having them prepared. Well, maybe he had them prepared and had the right idea. They just didn't go out there and execute it. Well, the, yes, the question would be, and you know, we, we and I'm not saying Mike Brown's blameless in that situation either. It's just I'm not going to that that text you read said half the or you know just as just much as blame. much. I, I don't know. I mean, it comes down to foundational pieces, right? We talked a lot about this with the Giants. When it comes to, hey, what whatever is in the fridge is the meal you're going to be able to make. Why do we think that we saw P- Porzingis guarded by Herder so often? Was that the plan or was right. it just, hey, based on the personnel right. that we now, have, that's this made said, the most right. sense? We don't. You want JaVale on right. Porzingis? So that's what we, I saw people saying, which I think is insane. I mean, he would just hack. I mean, if you want to put JaVale in to just hack him. People were, I saw people on, at least, granted, this is on socials, but I saw people saying, like, how, again, pointing at Mike Brown, you know, the Kings are going against a long but but slow plotting guy in, in Porzingis. How do you not go JaVale McGee in that matchup? Mm-hmm. I, I just think JaVale's not good on the perimeter. He was on the perimeter the whole yeah, time. Yeah, like, if, if Porzingis is doing post-move turnaround mm-hmm. jumpers, Sure, maybe, but Porzingis was was on the perimeter and was taking guys off the dribble a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he like, got into the key a couple times, but they were jump yeah, shots. He yeah, wasn't exactly. Finishing He's looking at, for that midi. Every yeah, he time. was. He wasn't finishing at the rim, yeah. and maybe you know. To be, I mean, look, it's if, a personnel if, problem. if I'm, it is a personnel problem. But if I'm playing devil's advocate, you could say maybe. Got to be careful here. Yeah. Maybe a nice, maybe a couple hacks by JaVale sure. cools off Porzingis. Sure. I can, you can make that argument. Sure. But is JaVale going to, is JaVale the the, the yeah. unicorn stopper? I don't think so. No, I don't either. And I mean, I, I think the, the game plan was sound. I, I think they just kind of knew they didn't have an answer to Porzingis. And, I, I, you know, there's nothing you could really do about that. But um, I think, if anything, the reason they didn't go big, you saw them go Trey Lyles and Sasha. Uh, and didn't go JaVale until the third quarter, I think that was because their plan was defensively to try and expose Porzingis as much as possible. I, I pointed out when they were just absolutely destroying Namias Keita over and over and over they again got and pick and pop. Yeah. They got him out the game, and I think the plan was ideally to do the same with Porzingis, but um, honestly, it just never happened. I do kind of in a weird way, <laughs> I think De'Aaron going so crazy to start the game did also – throw off the rhythm a little bit because traditionally in the first quarter we see that's kind of Sabonis time a little bit where he he establishes the paint he he gets his finishes at the rim and you know is really physically dominant but since De'Aaron was hitting so many perimeter jumpers they kind of never established Sabonis's physicality and that also I think a little bit allowed Porzingis to to get feeling himself a little bit and never really concerned about Sabonis on the defensive end so yeah you know I don't know I'm not obviously I'm not blaming De'Aaron Fox for playing so well to start the game but I think there's a lot of reasons why yesterday just never felt like it was going to be the King's day uh from the time that the the ball got tipped and look Porzingis 24 9 and 2 you can live with that with no Jason Tatum you can't live with Porzingis 24 right 
Jalen Brown, 28. Yep. Drew Holiday, 21. Mm-hmm. Derek White, 28. Well, at least that's it, right? Peyton Pritchard, oh, 20. That's, right. that's the problem. Yeah, that's I mean, Porzingis, issue. that was just one issue. Yeah. The other guy, Peyton Pritchard, Five giving guys you 20. put up 100 plus. That's, that's, that's the problem. That is the Seems problem like right issue. there. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, who should the Kings look to to be their vocal leader? And yes, we will talk Kevin O'Connor, who I'm still checking my DMs to see if he's responded. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.